And you're on the sport with Jack and Woz. That's a good chat with Mark. We did, we did. We'd make sure you listen to it. And if uh, we've changed our handles uh, for our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, it's The Sport FM now. At The Sport FM. We're moving up in the world. And we are. definitely moved up, way up. Way up guess. at Peking. Oh, my goodness, mate. This <laughs> is amazing that we track this guy down. Like one of the hardest footballs. We were talking about it last week. It was a mixture of Archer and a better version of Fife. I think we got the combination right, is that? And yeah. then Bickley said, you know, he wouldn't even carry these guys' bags and before. he was captain of a premiership team. Two, so. two premiership teams. I, I, look, everyone I spoke to and said that he's coming, oh, going to be on the show, uh, all my mates, Ooh. we all grew up, we're around the same age, uh, watching him play and, um, yeah, yes. this, this guy. Well, he's, he's a 1995 Brownlow medalist, four-time, or oh, three-time All-Australian, four-time Best and Ferris, and that's Paul Kelly. G'day, Paul. Good evening, boys. How are you? Oh, so honoured to have you, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, where do we no, find you? Right. How, do, how do we? What do you get up to these days? Oh, mate, I'm back in Wagga. Um, so I, I come back to Wagga. At the, I had a year after I retired in Sydney, and then I moved home. So, been here nearly 20 years, mate, since I last uh, played footy. So. Yeah, it seems a lifetime ago sometimes. We don't hear your voice that often, um, which is a real shame. Is there, is there a reason that you're not a big fan of the media or talking about how good you were? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, you know, I, I was, yeah, not really. No, I sort of prefer to lay low and just do my own thing. Um, yeah, I, that's not something I really ever enjoyed doing a whole lot of, so um, when I don't have to, I don't, yeah. It was you, mate. Do you in, enjoy the, the footy today? Do you enjoy watching it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, oh, bits and pieces, mate. I think it's got better. It, you know, for a little while, you, you couldn't watch it, could you? It was horrible. So um, it's better than that. There's some good games now, which is good. Um, I still watch the footy, follow the Swans, of course, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not all over it. You know what I mean? And the the area the area you played in at Sydney was. Uh well, let's just say, if you're not a fan of the media, there was a lot of media around at certain times. Um, how did you sort of find all that? I'm, I'm tipping you just, I'm here to play footy, I'm, and that's it. Oh, look, I, know, I don't say I'm not a fan of the media. I, it's just that, uh, I don't know, I'm not comfortable doing it. Some blokes can't get enough of it, you know, but um, I did my fair share of it. I, I was the captain, um, you know, in, in a team where the, the Sydney media didn't know anyone else. They knew, you know, Barassi, myself, um, and that was about it for for a couple of years. Um, and then once we got going um, and a little bit down the track, you know, Ruzi came along and, and Plugger and, and, you know, we started winning some games. So we were able to, you know, the club was able to palm a bit of their stuff off to um, other blokes. So, yeah, no, I'm, it's maybe a good, you know, it's, they've been good to me. No, there's no worries there. But, um, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just sort of had enough, had enough footy, had enough of the whatever, and I'd just go do something else, you know. And when you were sort of coming through as a, as a junior, you played uh, rugby, that's been noted, and then went through to footy. When did you realise that on the footy field that, that you were, like, you had it and uh, there was no sort of turning back from that moment? Was it a particular moment or as a junior were you, you, you always that hard and courageous? Oh, I don't know where it was. Um, yeah, so I grew up playing rugby league, um, so most of my mates are rugby league fellas and so I still follow the league pretty you know, as closely as the AFL but um, I don't know I, I, the reason so I went, when I was under 7s I started rugby league until I was under 15s and then the club that I played with went to under 17s and I was only you know, fairly small sort of a 
bloke, kid, and I had a year of Aussie rules, what we call Aussie rules up here, um, in about the under 12. So, and I enjoyed it. I really liked the Aussie rules, and I probably realised I was a bit better at it than the, the league. So, for no other reason than, um, than that, I just started playing uh, Aussie rules at the Wagga Tigers. Um, and after oh, a couple of years, I suppose I was... 17, had a year in the 19, had a year in the ones, and I got invited up to to Sydney. So it all happened pretty quick, mate. And I don't know from where I was here in you know, in Wagga, and you know Sydney was a world away, and the, the VFL slash AFL was something that other blokes did. So I'd never, you know, what you know, I didn't, I didn't know whether I was up for it or not. But um, you know, you know, I got the opportunity. My dad said, you know. Worst case, you you know, you give it a crack and you come back. So I basically went up there thinking I'll be up there for 12 months then home. But um, as it was, it was a great environment, a different environment to, you know, mine down here. I was quite happy, you know, with my job and playing a bit of footy and training hard. But once you get into the into the environment and around the other blokes, you realise that they're, you know, no, not much better than you or no better than you. And if you get into it, or I thought if I can get into it and... Um, you know, give it a real go, and yeah, I could, I could be okay. Well, you didn't just sort of get into it. You were a champion of the game, and you won yourself a Brownlow. Whereabouts does that sit in the house at the moment? Yeah, that's on the wall. Um, I didn't have some of my stuff up um, for a long time, but then I sort of realised uh, people really enjoy seeing it. You know, like um, so everyone that comes around wants to see the Brownlow. That's the first thing they want to see. So yeah, it's on the wall with the other stuff. It's um, yeah, it's nice looking around and, you know, nice memories and people do, you know, enjoy looking at them and reading about it and, you know, want to know the story behind different awards and stuff. So, yeah, it's there, mate, hanging proudly on the wall. It, it would be, it would be. And it was very quirky um, that year because you didn't even win Sydney's Best and Fairest by memory. <laughs> no, no, plug it, <laughs> Yeah. Which is unfair because I reckon I would have, I think he kicked 120, but I would have given him 100 off. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a bit unfair so yeah no I didn't I didn't win it that year and, I, and to be honest I, um, I went down to Brownlow I don't think anyone ever goes to Brownlow expecting to win but I certainly didn't um, I'd had a, a what I thought was a I, had, I was really good when I was good and I had a few guys up and down a bit so I wasn't that confident you know really I just went down there and had a night, night out like everyone else so um, yeah it was a great surprise it was you know it's, it's life changing I don't think I really Understood the enormity of it, um, you know. When I won it, um, it was certainly good for my footy club. We, the reserves, had uh, played off in the grand final. Um, I had won the Brownlow. We, you know, we'd recruited a few new blokes to the uh, to the club, and we were you know, we were starting to win a few games. So it really did uh, give give the club a, a boost in Sydney. Certainly would have, and particularly the previous years. I mean, how, I mean, perseverance is a word that uh, comes to my mind when I look at the um, sort of early 90s swans. And I mean, was it 26 losses in a row? How did you stay motivated? Yeah. Well, tough times, mate. Um, and, you know, perseverance, we did talk about that. Um, you know, we, we were, I think we finished bottom of the ladder. Like, what, the wooden, I don't know whether you win the wooden spoon, but we ended up with a wooden spoon three years in a row. Um, must have been 91, 2 and 3, something like that. Um, didn't win a game for 26 rounds, which mm. it was from like you know, March around till May the next year. Um, 
We couldn't beat ourselves, mate. And interclubs were that bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we were horrible. So, um, we, well, I'll tell you what, we celebrated like we won the grand final the day we beat Melbourne at the SCG. Um, yes. That was a long time coming. But, yeah, no, I think, um, you know, we, we, were, we, had a, well, we didn't have enough good players, but... Um, we started to get a few together. I think we got really. I think what got us going was um, our off field. We got our off field right, and from there, we started to um, recruit some better players and 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 attract some. Like we couldn't get anyone up there, um, you know, up until '94 and five. We used to have to pay the paper once a week. We used to get a page in the Sydney paper on Thursday for a bit of coverage. You know, that's that's where we were. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and it, I think we, it's tough, mate. And I, I think we went away on one of the trips away and, and the, there was a big chance that when we got back there was no footy club. I think all the presidents of the existing clubs were having a, a vote on whether Sydney should continue or, or not because the, the private um, fellas or, or the AFL, you know, were weighing it up. And fortunately they voted for us to continue and from there the private owners um, actually forgo all the money and just hand it back. Mm. Did you know? Did a lot of money in the in it, but um, we're good enough to give it back to the to the AFL as a membership makes footy club like everyone else, and, and away we went. So, do you remember your yeah, thinking? Yeah, time ago. Do you remember your thinking at that time whether you would have gone to another club or perhaps just gone back to Wagga then? Yeah. Oh no, I think once you know, I think once I was in, I'd been there for a couple of years. I could sort of feel I was up to it, and and I was enjoying it too. Of course, it was. Um, you know, it was something that I never really dreamt of too much, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's a great environment. It's hard work, obviously. Um, you know, it's it is hard work. Most of it's ninety five percent of it's hard work, and you know, we talk about the fun times and the and the good times, but most of it's hard work. But um, no, I, I was there. I could tell I could probably do it, and um, I would have been disappointed if, it, if, if Swans fell over and that. But I, I imagine I would have found a home somewhere. But um, Fortunately, it, uh, you know, we, we survived, um, persevered, and then I think from, I don't know, when Rocket turned up, I think from, well, that, after I won the Brownlow 95, 90, we went from, you know, Woodham Spooners to we played minor premiers and played in the grand final in 96. Mm. I think we played in the finals for, I don't know, something ridiculous, 15 or 16 yep. years out of the next 20, something like that, you know, so... Yeah. Ridiculous, it's, yeah. It's been a great era. <laughs> complete yeah. complete yeah. turnaround. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of coaches, you, know, you got the back end um, of Ron Barassi, but was he as good as um, what you envisaged uh, he could have been, like, you know, when he was coaching, you know, Norths and Carlton's in decades before? I think, fortunately enough, he might have mellowed a touch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not fully, not a whole lot, but... Um, no, he was really good. Brass was perfect for us at the time. Um... Like I said before, the, the, the Sydney people didn't know a whole lot about the game, but they did know Ron Brassy, you know. Yeah. So he brought that. And I think with him, he also brought, you know, he's a real competitor at win-at-all-costs sort of a bloke. And I think that flowed over into his coaching. Um, you know, I don't know whether all these methods were, you know, up-to-date and all that sort of stuff, but his will to win and get better, um, you know, you, could, you couldn't help but, you know, sort of get on board with him. Um, really honest up front told you where where you were at sort of a fella um, I really enjoyed uh, having Barras there um, and I had him the whole time so when I got there it was Cole Kinnear was my first coach and then um, oh, Gary Buccanara for 12 months 18 months or so and then and then Barras so I had Barras for 
three years, and then I rolled into um, to Rocket for the mm. next seven or eight. Yeah, so unfortunate. We'll talk about uh, Rocket shortly, but yeah, let's get 96 season. That was obviously a career highlight as a team for you, um, and you ended up in the grand final. I wanted to get you on last week to chat about the Essendon-Sydney uh, games, and particularly the prelim. Um, can you, what can you tell us, or what can you remember about that night, and um, how good did that make you feel? Yeah, oh, it was an awesome night. Obviously, uh, yeah, like I was saying, we, you know, we come from sort of the bottom of the ladder only a few years previously. So, um, you know, we, and we played West Coast the last round at the SCG on a Friday or Saturday night, and we won that, so we finished minor premiers, yep. which was a great achievement in itself. And then the next week we played Hawthorne. We won by a kick, like six points, I reckon it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two weeks later in the prelim um, against against Essendon. So, yeah, it's been a massive you know, year for us already, but... Um, you know, you don't. It's you know, you don't ever. Well, to play in a grand final would be amazing. So we had the roll on the momentum and and all that. So we felt you know, preliminary finals not good enough. So fortunately, um, obviously, it's history. Uh, the plugger kicked the point after the siren. I think it's probably one of the most fatigued I've ever come off a of footy ground. Um, I remember that. Um, and I remember the ball. I, so when when plugger took the mark and the siren, when I ran down. And I was standing, like, on the point post, sort of somewhere there, not in front of the goals, because I'm thinking all he's got to do is pick a point, you know. The goal would be better, but the point's enough. And I remember just it sailing over my head, and, um, and we all, you know, ran in, had stacks on. Uh, and then the crowd came in as well, so it was really <laughs> hard getting off the ground. <laughs> well, it was a real battle. It's so, amazing uh, that you got up and played the next week with it. You know, you know someone could have been crushed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was amazing. It, um, yeah, it's one of those feelings that you don't, you know, feel very often. But it, it was a, a, a great, you know, well, what half an hour, I suppose, from when we win to we get down off the ground. You know, you sing the song, you debrief, and then you sit down and ice up, and you think, wow, you know, we're going to a grand final. Um, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing time. And then the next week was just something you don't, you know, get to experience that often. You know, the the media around us and. Um, you know, the trip down to Melbourne, the the grand final parade, all the, all those things, they, they were just um, yeah, just amazing memories and yeah, I was lucky enough to be part of it. Unfortunately, we didn't win, which is obviously disappointing, but we did have a good enough team to win it. We didn't on the day, but um, our team was good enough. We had a couple of things, a couple of blokes get injured and you know, it didn't all go our way on the day, but um, we'd beaten North not that long ago. Before that, I don't know how many rounds ago, but you know, pretty pretty well, forty or fifty points or something. Um, so we knew we were good enough, but yeah, not not on the day. Yeah, Paul, I'm, I'm a North man, and uh, I could sort of I could give you the running commentary of that whole game. But at quarter time, you must have been pleased. You were uh, three goals up there at quarter time. You must have. How were you feeling? Do you call how you're feeling at that stage? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I don't really. Um, I, yeah, not really. I don't, we. We weren't getting ahead of ourselves, I know that. Um, I think we probably played out we thought, you know, expected we were going to play. Um, I think, uh, did Craig O'Brien get injured yeah, in the um, second quarter? So he got he got injured and went off and, I don't know, someone else got hurt and went off and then, you know, I, I, I was going to have a shot at goal and then I was going to kick it to Plugger and I, I didn't do either. I kicked it and they got it and I went down and kicked the, they kicked the goal. and So a few things sort of didn't go our way. Um, 
And then, I, I don't know, I think sort of looking back now, you know, maybe those few weeks, the build-up might have cost us, maybe. I don't know. You know, we, there wasn't too many of us who had played in the grand final. I think, you know, Plugger was playing his 15, 16, 17 year. Yeah. And Ruzi the same, never played in the grand final. You know, there was not many of us that experienced it before. So does that all add up? I don't know, maybe, but... I think at the end of the day, we just had a day that, you know, we didn't, we didn't play our best footy. We, we, we started off with it, you know, playing pretty good. A couple of things didn't go our way and we just, yeah, I don't know, it just wasn't a B. Yeah, we, uh, we've touched on Plugger uh, a couple of times and we know you gave him good service. We all remember that. Um, you <laughs> still uh, keep in touch with the big man? Yeah, I do. I do keep in touch with Plug. He's, um, he's not an easy man to get hold of, but... Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I have, we, you know, I, I think one of the unfortunate things about not winning that grand final is the reunions, mm-hmm. thing, you know. You don't really have a reunion for coming second. So um, that group of blokes don't get together all that much, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of those blokes that we played with in 96 were still there, you know, when they won the net, when they won a couple. So um, they, you know, they, they get reunions and that. But, yeah, no, I keep in touch with a few blokes. Um we obviously come from all over the country, so it's not that easy, you know, to, to catch up, but we do when we can. And it's like old times, mate. It's like you never left, uh, you know? Yeah, they're great, great memories. Uh, now, does, do, do you, I mean, obviously, you're obviously really good mates with Plugger and um, everything. Like, do, do, do you pinch yourself knowing that you are great mates with probably the greatest player ever? That what? Is that you are really good mates with the greatest player ever? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it was only coincidence, really, that he ended up in Sydney. Yeah. Um, I don't think he would have ever thought that either. But, um, yeah, Plugs, you know, he's obviously a Ballarat boy and a, and a country boy at heart, and we just enjoyed the same things. We liked, you know, riding motorbikes and fishing and going, you know, doing that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, we just sort of got on from the from the start. But, um, yeah, I actually, so, well, another highlight with playing with Plugs was when he kicked the 1,300th goal, remember? Yes. And... I was fortunate enough to, to kick that to him, and you know we got that, and I got the footy—not the footy, but the one for the from the second half. Where I think he kicked another five after that one. So um, probably. It was, yeah, I, yeah. it was funny, Kels. I actually looked back, look at Buddy's effort and his thousandth goal this year, and it amazes me that the security for that day, nineteen ninety nine, was way better than the security system that we had this year with Buddy. Like covering yeah. the ball, you know, covering Buddy and oh, covering uh, Plugger and making sure he wasn't hurt and you could get off the ground safely and everything. Like, and then this year with Bud, uh, with Buddy, that it was yeah, nowhere to be seen. Half a dozen blokes. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the thinking was there. Maybe they were thinking that people wouldn't jump on the ground. I don't know, but um, yeah. So uh, on that day, we'd already been worded up about you know security and. You know, when it looks like happening, all meeting in the middle of the ground and there's security gear for you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. All went totally out the window. <laughs> all of us have ended up there, you know, like high-fiving him and cheering and all that. And then the crowd are around as well. And it was the same thing as Essendon going. And then you've got to think about actually, you know, getting off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I think it might have been quarter time. Right, yes. time when, when he kicked it. So, yeah, we, the game sort of, you know, was... Was, well, it was quarter time, so we all just ran off then in the rooms, I think, and Plugger eventually got there, and they cleared the ground and we come back out. But, um, yeah, I think it's 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 great that that can still happen. Um, you know, and most people are pretty sensible about it. They're out there, you know, for the moment, 
enjoying it, being part is, of it. You know, you'd hope it continues, really. Obviously, um, a bit different back then, but I'm not too sure it was reported on, but was there anyone having a picnic or scattering ashes uh, during that time in 99? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't no. think so? <laughs> <laughs> I think they had plenty of chances with Plugger. There was plenty of practice to be running on the ground with him. He kicked 100 a few times. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he did. He kicked a... He would have been used to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't new to him. So, um, but, you know, it's great, great memories. They were, they were, you know, the things you just yeah, take with you, I suppose, from the from your time in it. Yeah. Back, back in your early days as a, a rugby player too, back in in Wagga, I know some quality uh, rugby players have come out of Wagga. Is it Laurie Daly down there playing? You playing against him in the juniors? Yeah, yeah. Look, Laurie's the same age as me, so he's um, he played for Junie, which we're in now. Um, competition, so we had sort of Wagga Kangaroos, Wagga Brothers, Turby Park, uh, and then we played, you know, Junie, Tumut, Gundy Guy, Tudamudra, sort of little surrounding towns. And Laurie's team won from the under sevens to the under fifteens, <laughs> and because he, he had a he had another mate in there, um, Jason Lydon, who also went on to play NRL, plus a few cousins. There was a few few of Laurie's cousins in there, so you can imagine how good they were. Yeah, and. We could tell then he was going to play for Australia, you know, like he was just unbelievable, you know. So, um, yeah, that, yeah, but I enjoy my time in league and that's why I still follow it as well. It's, um, yeah, yeah, oh, quite good. amazing. Very good. Now, we've got Rocket on soon. Uh, Kels, uh, yep. tell us, um, what are your favourite memories of him? And I'm not too sure if you caught the story last week where the North Melbourne coach uh, got had to apologise to his group for um, maybe ranting on a bit, a bit longer or, you know, was a bit mean. I'm, I'm sure Rocket uh, could do, deliver a spray. <laughs> oh, the, the current North Melbourne Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, no. It's, um, yeah, there's plenty of spraying going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the younger blokes are like, but, yeah, you've got to be pretty thick-skinned when Rocket was going. But um, <laughs> he was good. So I first came across Rocket um, in 95 when he was coaching the Allies. I think he might have been North Melbourne's nineteen or seconds coach or something, mm-hmm. and he was coaching the Alloys. Uh, we went over and played against <laughs> WA, so I got to meet Rocket um, there. And then from ninety, he came over. You know, from ninety six to what two thousand and two, I think. You know, he's my coach, and I I played my best footy under Rocket. Um, there's no doubt about that. He was. He was, you know, really good tactical sort of a coach, um, back jump, sort of, you know, give you a lead, bit of a lead when you need it and short it up when you needed to be, you know, told, you know, where you're at. So, um, yeah, Rocket was ter- terrific. Um, but he, yeah, he could, he could, he, I think he was at his best when he was really, you know, in the box smashing bones and stuff, you know, like, <laughs> I think that's what, <laughs> I think he was at his best when he was doing all that. So he, yeah, that's what he had to do to, you know, to, to get on top of it and, you know, be in the moment, well, so be it. But um, he was good for me, good for good for our footy club, like I said. You know, from then, we played uh, finals footy, you know, for for a lot lot of time under Rocket. He might have only missed one year, I reckon, maybe. Um, so, yeah, very very good. Yeah, good to me. Did you need the, uh, the, the emotional speech or did you need more of um, the, the practical side of things, given that you sort of had a shorter junior career? Yeah, oh, probably more the instructional sort of stuff. Um, I could sort of get myself, you know, to a point, you know, I, I didn't need a whole heap of motivation, but, um, yeah, just some practical stuff and a bit of game awareness stuff, I suppose. Um, 
But not, not to say, you know, I think everyone needs a, you know, a bit of a G up every now and then. And, you know, if, you're, if you've got a real dour, real instructional sort of coach, I think you probably get a bit bored. So Rocket certainly wasn't that. He was, you know, he's up and about. And, and, and always up for a bit of a joke and that as well. He wasn't always serious, you know. Some yes. serious when he had to be, but um, we could have a joke with Rocket as well. So, yeah, he was a good day. Uh, very good. And the current Swans, uh, Paul, um, what are we thinking of them? Uh, again, looking to play finals, which is, again, remarkable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Um, well, who knows, mate, because one week I think we're there, you know, we're, we're right amongst it, and then the next week you think, oh, no, we're not. So I think everyone seems to be there, don't they, that every... Every team sort of has a bit of a run on it and has a good two or three weeks and I don't know whether they get a bit of momentum or then they just turn up and they're off the pace a bit and they get beaten. So pretty tough comp. It's all pretty even, isn't it, really? Yep. Um, we do have a number of good young blokes, players in the in the team um, and fellas that have been there long enough now, you know, two and three years, 50 sort of 50-odd 50 games and, and more. So we should really have a... A pretty good group there to, to push you, you would hope I, I certainly hope so because um, our good footy is really good we just don't be able to see it do, do it all the time you know not whether it's you know the whole quarter or the whole game or every week we just seem to be up and down a little bit but I think everyone's like that aren't they from yeah, except, except North at the bottom and Melbourne at the top. But you've got, yeah. a, you've got a good number 14 running around at the moment too. He's just starting to uh, really blossom, Mills. Yeah, he's found his spot in there. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so he's having a good year. He really is, yeah. He'd be happy with the number on his back too. How's your body holding up, mate, after uh, four or five most courageous awards? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not going too bad, actually. Um, I still try and I play a bit of touch footy. You play over... I told me it's footy. It's over 35, touch footy, but it's it's better than what it sounds. It's yep. pretty quick and pretty intense. So um, I still do a bit of that, and I go for a run when I can because just you got to keep doing something, otherwise you rust up. I think if I rust up, I'm done. You know, so try and keep moving, mate. Keep doing. Yeah. Is, is there still sort of like white line fever with you though, Kells? Like, are you uh, you get aggressive when you get out there? I know it's only touch, sure. but. <laughs> Competitive, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I still like winning. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Hey, mate, we got to get going, buddy. But uh, it's been an absolute joy to chat to you, and thank you so much for uh, giving us some of your time, mate. No, nah, that's no worries at all, mate. Good, yeah. Absolute gem, absolute Thanks, Paul. thrill. Paul Kelly, the 1995 Brownlow medalist, and uh, yeah, that was really enjoyable.